Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Julia, yes, there's your girl, your easy listening companion in life, Barbara Streisand. You know, what about we, her? We follow her on Twitter. Yes. And she she paid tribute. Um, and the title is says with the photo, I'll miss you, Papa. Can you hear me? In the dark alone, I see us both on a yeah. Another day, another night, another love. Slime. Thank God you're ready. I got drunk one night during COVID and posted an Instagram of being Yentl. Yes. Drunk. It was kind of. I, was it was funny. heavily buzzed. Yeah, and heavily I, buzzed. no, heavily buzzed. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're you kind of Barbara Streisand. You had the I, newsboy cap. I did, on and, and some funny glasses and a black wig on. But I mean, it's there. Well, the reason <laughs> I, I've kept it there. It's, it's not there, my proudest yeah, it's moment. On our but Instagram. It was funny. We oh, were doing anything. Anything we could get yourself. We kept up. putting on wigs and doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, serious. So Barbara posts yes. today. Nikki lived a long, loving life. I'll miss you, Papa. And it's a still from herself and the man, uh, Nehemiah Persoff, who played her father in Yentl. He died at the age of 102. So what a long, wonderful life. He lived in San Luis Obispo. Oh, lovely town. A lovely town. Oh. And uh, so I miss, oh. I'll miss you, Papa. He played Rebbe Mendel yep. in the 1983 musical film. And it's really a darling photo of him. And, uh, of course, she famously sings about her dad in that song, Papa, Can mm-hmm. You Hear Me? And at the Oscars, we did just see in the in memoriam her good friend Marilyn Bergman. She and her husband wrote many of oh, Barbara Streisand yes. songs. And they wrote Papa, Can You Hear Me? And the way he makes me feel. Oh, the way me, he makes me feel is such a beautiful song. Also from Yentl. Oh, and yeah. that's why I was getting so mad at the Oscar Memorial and the Grammys that they were take, showing us photos of the musicians and people who were singing because I was like, oh, there's Marilyn Bergman. And, you know, there's, there's people because she... They were in the she, backdrop. We The singers were in the front. In the front, yeah. in the front. But um, uh, anyway, there, it's quite... Quite a story, you know, it's based on um, a book called Yenta, the Yeshiva Boy, but it is quite a story about Barbara getting that movie made. Do you know it? I know a lot that it took forever, and she plays a boy because girls couldn't go to school. That's right. Mm -hmm. And after reading Isaac Bashivas' singer song, Yenta, the Yeshiva Boy, in 1968, 
she got the screen rights in 1969 and she was going to star in it. And, um, and then the, this director who was originally hired by the studio, uh, first artist to direct it, he retitled it, rewrote the screenplay, retitled it Masquerade because he thought Barbara Streisand's age and celebrity would detract from the movie. Mm-hmm. That's in 1969. In 1973, Barbara reads Isaac's story, Yentl the Shiva Boy, to her then partner, producer boyfriend, John Peters. Mm-hmm. Shampoo. Shampoo, and played by Bradley Cooper, Cooper in Licorice, Licorice Pizza. Pizza. Mm-hmm. And but he, too, thought that Barbara was too old and too feminine to convincingly play a girl who was masquerading as a boy. And by 1976, after A Star is Born is out, she becomes conv- conv- convinced she's too old to play the part and would just direct it. Um, and because she wanted to be both the star and the director's studios didn't want to fund the mon- money because it was her rookie yeah. Her first movie. Directing. And in 1978, her friends, Alan and Marilyn Bergman, who mm-hmm. end up writing the music, they said, well, maybe Yento can be a musical that could star you. And that would be accepted by a studio. John Peters tries to talk Barbara Streisand out of it and to perform at Wembley Stadium because he got her a deal to play Wembley for one night only for a million dollars. Wow. And then... She said no. Then Wembley gave the go ahead. We'll give Barbara two million. Now this is in the early seventies or right. mid seventies. We'll mm-hmm. give her two million to play one night at Wembley, and then she said no to that. Then John Peters goes to Las Vegas and gets a ten million dollar deal for Barbara Streisand to play like one week of shows, and she said no. I am going to do Yentl. And she convinced him and herself because she disguised herself as a man and temporarily temporarily confused her boyfriend, John Peters, into thinking a stranger had broken into the house. Mm. And she came dressed as, as a guy. So he said, okay, you can do it. And they signed a three-year production contract with Orion Pictures. And then to combat the age she was supposed to play, uh, she changed Yento from being 16 in the book to 26. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just took her a long time. And she became inspired and determined to bring it to production when in the summer of 1979, she and her brother Sheldon Streisand, never even knew I that. I didn't even know that either. Visited their father's grave for the first time in 30 years. And Streisand had her brother take a photo of her standing next to her father's tombstone and the photo revealed that her father, Emmanuel Streisand's grave, was direct, directly next to a man named Anshel, the name of Yentl's dead brother mm. that Yentl adopts when she takes a male identity. So she took that as a sign mm-hmm. from her father. I love it. Roger Ebert gave it at the time three and a half out of four stars. Mm-hmm. It is. The soundtrack is amazing. Amazing. It's really it's it. I loved it, but Barbara wasn't performing live either at the time, Lauren. No. You know, because she quit performing live because yeah. she got stage fright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even those millions thrown at her is not enough. No, I know, but she just was so confirmed, uh, you yeah. know, convinced that, that she needed to do that. And s- having seen the name of the character she played, 
being buried next to her father. Right. She convinced Sheldon, her brother, to do a seance with her. Wow. Because she was so convinced her father was beckoning her from beyond the grave to complete the movie. And, um, yeah, she and John Peters and Marshall Ashby were the producers. So but took a, she got him took 10 a years. Long to get time. Made, yeah. Long, long time. And, um, oh my gosh. And that's another great movie to I, see. Yeah. Another great movie. And, um, Anyway, he 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 said the the guy who uh, died, um, Nehemiah Murshaw, who plays her dad. One day before we started filming, Barbara invited me for tea in her house in London. She told me about losing her dad at the tender age of two, and of her early years in Brooklyn. And as we read, I looked at her and thought, "What courage you have to take on this movie to write, direct, act, and sing." Yentl, I'm so proud of you. And at that motion, the emotion uh, welled up in me, and I knew I would be good at playing her father. And people also know him. He was a prolific character actor in The Twilight yeah, Zone yeah, yeah. and Some Like It Hot. And anyway, so I thought you might like a little story about your woman today. It's been a day of easy listening around here. Happy and starry, starry night. Vincent. Vincent, uh-huh. yes. And uh, I don't know, Grant, maybe you got to get us that. Uh, the other song, um, the way he makes me feel. The other song that Alan and Marilyn Bergman beautiful. wrote. The um, whole album is. I have to admit that is Yentl is a and Mandy Patinkin oh, and it? Amy Irving yeah. is in it. No, it's and a great. It won. It, it did get an Academy Award for Best Original Song Score. So that was. Uh, that's why uh, Marilyn, you know, was included in the in memoriam. She and her husband wrote so many songs, and it did get Golden Globe for oh. Best Picture musical or comedy she was so beautiful in that mm-hmm. 79 jills yeah. mm-hmm. i can honestly say i've never heard that song oh the album, <laughs> the album. i mean this you is just my wheels i was yeah. such a you are i am you are julia i am a you're, i'm an old you're an early you're an easy, easy listener. listener and they don't have that on the billboard charts anymore and we demand to know why i love my easy listening <laughs> maybe they still do all right listen we'll be right back with holly and the dirt alert this is a my talk dirt alert holly hi holly Ladies, can you hear me? I know. <laughs> I heard Julia singing that. Yes. Not well. well. Not <laughs> well. And I'm sorry for everyone who's listening. Oh, no. I was like, oh, Barbara Streisand. I hear her somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. We had to do this story about the guy, you know, who she paid tribute to the, the, the actor who played her father and Yentl. That's a fascinating story. So it thanks for was, sharing, guys. Yeah. Uh, fascinating things happening over in the world of Britney Spears. Okay, mm-hmm. what's going on with our Britney? Well, an exclusive story over at Page Six this afternoon claims that Britney Spears objects to paying $660,000 for her mother, Lynn Spears' attorneys. We concur with her I, objection. I Why the hell should she pay her mom's attorney fees when her mom turned her back on her? Mm. So these are according to court documents obtained by page six. Matthew Rosengart, Britney Spears' attorney, was in court yesterday to object 
to the fact that Britney Spears is paying her mother six her attorney's fees. So yeah. Matthew, yeah, Matthew Rosengart argued uh, that uh, there is no legal authority supporting the petition that Lynn filed back in November to request that more than half million dollars in legal fees from Britney's estate. Yeah, we were. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Matthew Rosengart said, quote, Britney Spears has for decades been her family's sole breadwinner, supporting her entire family. She has. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. she could do nothing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, Britney Spears, Uh uh, in recent months, since she has been uh, free from her conservatorship, has been giving us insight into her true emotions about her family. And she did this while she was sharing art from a book that she got in Mexico. And she was slamming her family. So this is kind of what Britney Spears does on Instagram. She posts some things. And then she uses any uh, uses an opportunity to go into detail about anecdotes concerning her relationship between herself and the members of her family. Yeah, and then she takes it down, and it's all you know. I it's probably just really a good like uh, feels good in the moment to do that. Yeah, you could definitely argue that she's experiencing some kind of catharsis mm-hmm. by sharing her experience. Now, Britney Spears did share on Instagram that she, yes, she is working on her memoirs right now as we speak. Yeah. So she's getting it all out. Also, she shared a photograph of herself and her assistant. Oh, all right. And, and? Is, are, was her assistant rolling topless with her in the sand? No, but that's Brit- the one we saw. Uh, that could be the one because also in these pictures, Britney was naked in the pool with her. Yeah, yeah. I understand this need to be topless when the sun is shining on your body and you're near body water. Oh my gosh, what does that feel like? I I sometimes take off my top and drive my pontoon boat far away from people where I know no one can see because it just feels so damn good. Yeah, I I really am truly disappointed that Lady Exercise didn't think of this in Hawaii. You couldn't have posted it, Lori. No, I know, but I could have put my hands over my... Both of my hands would easily cover my breasts. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, you could also put emojis. Yes. A little post-production work for Lady Exercise. That's right. But Brittany, she is free. She is production. That was a key word you said there that neither of us understand, and it gives us the hives. Oh, my gosh. That gives us the hives. We can have conversations. You know, speaking of photographs, People Magazine reporting that we weren't supposed to see photographs of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Andrew together at Prince Philip's I, memorial yes. service. Mm, tell us more. All right. So these photographs came out on March 29th. That was when the service happened, honoring the life of the late Prince Philip. We saw photographs of Queen Elizabeth being escorted down the aisle by Prince Andrew, who allegedly, supposedly, despite all of his uh, problematic behavior, mm-hmm is rumored to be Queen Elizabeth's favorite son. Right. So, according to a photographer for the the Times newspaper over in the UK, his name is Richard Pohl, he was... This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The only photographer inside Westminster Abbey during that service. And he said that a person from Buckingham Palace, their press officer, said he wouldn't be permitted to take pictures of the Queen until she took her seat, meaning no pictures of the Queen and Prince Andrew together. So that was his cue. I'm going to for sure get a picture and risk getting fired. And this is exactly what Harry kept trying to say to William and Charles. Our old way of dealing with the press it doesn't work anymore. It's so dated. It's from the 40s. Yeah. The tit for tat kind of a thing. Well, uh, Richard Pohl said, naturally, I bulked at the order. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here's here was his argument. He said to the uh, to the to an outsider, this may seem reasonable. What's the problem? You may ask the queen should have some sort of privacy in her advanced age. He said, I agree. But when the BBC is broadcasting the event to the world, I think that I should be able to take a picture as the only official photographer. How would she arrive? There's speculation, perhaps, uh, of her mode of transportation. And he said, if I had no picture, I would have the entire British media asking why not yeah and you mm-hmm. can bet he won't be be- and be back on the buckingham palace beat oh no and because he, he it, the, his view was blocked yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. then he went out into the aisle yeah yeah so the he'll probably still yeah. have his job but they do do that tit for tat game yeah. um buckingham palace and about 12 of the newspapers over there newspapers and tabloids well that's that royal rota system yeah the royal rota that harry wanted to change and i'll bet you anything they change it after queen elizabeth dies yeah oh i would they can't no you can't yeah they they have to do it harry was absolutely right right we're well we're in a new century right and there are ways that we communicate with each other that didn't exist when the royal rota was developed (laughs) (laughs) to say it softly Mm -hmm. so yes uh welcome into modernity TBD. Right. Speaking of modernity, TikTok is making its first musical ever. What does that even mean? <laughs> so we're gonna watch a one-minute musical. Well, uh, apparently, so TikTok, the app, apparently musicals are very popular over on that uh, social media platform. There's an unofficial Bridgerton musical. There's Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, and now TikTok has commissioned its first original musical called For You Page. Oh, you're going to be able to live stream this on TikTok Thursday, April 14th. It's being performed at a theater in New York City, and it's being led by a guy named Daniel Mertzluft, the creative force behind Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. Mm. All right. A little post-production there. That guy that does the Ratatouille TikTok stuff is very... Clever. Very clever, yeah. talented, and uh, I'd actually be interested to yeah. see what he can pull out of this. Great. That'll be your assignment if you wish to accept it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, you know, uh, this next story is for television watchers and for sports watchers. It's been announced today that Peacock, NBC Universal streaming service, is going to be carrying 18 games on Sundays of Major League Baseball in the month of May. So you're going to wow. have to rearrange your kitchen if you want to watch some baseball. Now, this follows Apple. Uh, Friday night doubleheader announcement. So streaming services, sports, it's the future. Yuck. Yeah, it is. I hate mm-hmm. it. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I hate it more than anything. Yeah. Be- because it's a hard to find a game to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. not even have, like, look, I don't have cable TV and someone was trying to watch some Final Four basketball yeah. and didn't have a, a TBS or TNT right. or wherever it was on. I mean, that's hard enough. And now it's like, okay, now these sporting events are all being, like, divvied up between all the streaming services. Yeah. The, you need a flow chart to figure out where everything is. Exactly, exactly. So. Who needs a flow chart? You just need a, like a seat at the bar or I don't know what. Yeah. Anyways, that's coming at you. So Okay. All right. Happy, uh, what is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. It's hump day. Hump day. All right, Holly, thanks so much. Well, we got Vintage Scandal after we get around the corner and hear what's going on with Draft. All right. So, you know, I was reading an interview uh, with Sienna Miller, because she's starring in an upcoming Netflix series called Anatomy of a Scandal, where she plays the wife of a British politician who's accused of rape by a colleague he had an affair with. And obviously, Sienna Miller is no stranger to public cheating scandals. Back in 2008, she and Balthazar Getty yes, she, yes. hooked up while he was married with four kids and he stayed with his wife. But the iconic Serena or Sienna Miller scandal was Nannygate mm-hmm. 2005 when he, Jude Law, admitted he cheated on his fiance Sienna Miller, yes. with his children's nanny. Yes. And, uh, that was nanny. Sienna Miller the nanny? No, she was his fiance. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he cheated on. Okay, got it, so got it, then, got it. You know, the years later, then she was yes. the one who was cheating with Balsar Getty. But the nanny, this Daisy Wright, did a tell-all interview where she said Jude Law was this great lover, and not long after that, Jude Law and Sienna Miller broke up. And then years later, Sienna's photographed topless on a yacht on the Amalfi Coast yes. with Balthazar Getter. Getty. Getty. Yes, that Getty. That Getty, that Getty. And um, But anyway, she could relate to playing a woman very much who gets cheated on because she was so heartbroken at the time with... But, you know, Jude Law moved very quickly on to Sienna Miller because they were starring in in something together and he was in the middle of divorcing his first wife i mean sienna didn't break up that marriage sadie frost they were already on um, the outs on the outs but he moved very quickly with sienna they got um you know engaged on christmas day and he wasn't yet divorced from his first wife and then nanny gate went down the following summer they tried to repair the relationship but it was to no avail. So anyway, it got us thinking about other, you know, um, scandalous. scandalous affairs that happened that broke up marriages. I'll bring you back to um, um, Ashton Kutcher when he was married to Demi Moore. Yes. And they had been married for six years when this administrative assistant, uh, Sarah, had photos uh, and the pictures to prove it and did an interview with Us Weekly where she was hot tubbing and making out. Demi was off filming a movie somewhere and the photos were published. And according, They were hot tubbing together. Yes, and according to Demi Moore's memoir, Inside Out, which is very, very good. Yes, it was. She found out about the cheating by a Google alert um, that she had her assistant or somebody, yep. maybe her kid set for both her name her kids in Ashton, yeah. so it popped up. That's how she found out about the photo. And she confronted Ashton, and he admitted it right away. 
and basically that was, was the, the catalyst yep, for the and, was the and it was also their anniversary weekend. And he was in San Diego. Oh dear. Yeah, and he never he, was, he Ashton himself never directly addressed the scandal. They finalized their divorce in 2013. Okay. In 2017, when he accepted some award for a role model award for good character, he said, I'm probably the first person to get this award for character who like had his name splashed across every gossip magazine as an adulterer like five years ago, which I was. Good for him. So, mm-hmm. But that was the end of that. Oh, yeah. And, totally. and I remember reading that in her book, and I was like, whoa, that's some way to find out. A lot of people uh, have the found photo, out though. Right, the photo. Right, right, right. Um, let's see. In, in uh, 2004, David Beckham's personal assistant, Rebecca Luz, claimed that uh, she'd been having, um, she called herself his second wife. And. Beckham, David Beckham issued a statement where he said, the simple truth is that I am a very happily married man and I have a wonderful wife and two special kids. There's nothing any third party can do to change these facts. But he didn't deny deny it. it. And that was when he was on that Spanish uh, team, wasn't it? So he was away for long periods of time. Yeah. So he never denied it, but they weathered the second wife personal assistant affair. Yes. Way back when, so if people do go do happen now. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, this is this is we're really going back old school. Humphrey Bogart, Bogart, and Lauren Bacall, they met making the movie to have and have not in 1944. He was 44 and married at the time, and she was just 19. Wow! Despite their 25 year age gap, a romance began. The director, Howard Hawks, who also fancied Lauren Bacall, and for whatever reason, women looked older in the 40s and 50s. They seemed more mature. They did. The, the drinking age in lots of places. Which I don't know, whatever, but she seemed older. I am always shocked that she's just 19 in that no movie. No kidding. And Howard Hawks, when he caught wind of the relationship, because he... Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart, because he also fancied her. Um, I he, like that name. I fancy he you. fancied her. He tried to put an end to the liaison by telling Lauren Bacall, listen, Bogey is going to dump you when the movie's over. I've seen him do this with other leading ladies. And he even told her, you'll never work in a movie again. Ooh. And I will make sure of it. And despite Howard Hawks meddling, Humphrey Bogart and Lawrence Bacall's relationship continued, and he divorced his wife. They married in 1945. A year they, later. A year later. Uh, they had two children together, and they remained married until Bogart passed, passed away. away of lung cancer in 1957, oh. 12 years later. So that that was, that was something that started. Uh, Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner... Considered one of Hollywood's most infamous couples, Frank Sinatra began dating Ava Gardner while he was still married to his first wife, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And they had the three kids together. He eventually left Nancy for Ava, who he married in 1951. But that wasn't the end of the drama because Sinatra had lots of affairs. Um, Mia Farrow. Yes, he was unfaithful mm-hmm. to 
her and she was unfaithful to him. With whom, though? I couldn't remember. A famous bullfighter. Yes. There were many. She hated being married to Frank Sinatra. She did. She absolutely hated uh, him. And it should have just been an affair. Those are her own words. And, uh, you know, um, the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Well, first we'll start with uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Laura Dern and Angelina Jolie. If people really want to know why people say that don't let your husband work with Angelina Jolie is because before her affair, and she made that movie with Brad Pitt, which their affair, we should say, not just her affair, it takes two. She was in a celebrity love triangle with Laura Dern and Billy Bob Thornton, who Angelina later married. Laura Dern had been together for two years. With Billy Bob. They lived together. They were engaged. They were engaged. And then Angelina and Billy Bob did a movie together, I believe, called Tin Cup. And how uh, in a 2000 interview with Talk Magazine, she just said Billy Bob left her. She was I, I was away on a movie set, and when I was away, my boyfriend got married, and I never heard from him again. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I don't know that it was Tim Cup, Lori. Uh, it was Pushing Tim. Pushing Tim. Yes, Tim yeah. Cup is Kevin Tim Costner. Costner. Yeah, That's yeah, our guy, Kevin. Yeah. I knew it was Tim yeah. something, but they <laughs> yeah. met on that movie. And then, of course, when um, Nicole Kidman turned down Mr. and Mrs. Smith to be play opposite of Brad Smith... Angelina came in Brad Pitt with Brad Pitt, several of Jennifer Aniston in my mind. Her friend said, are you crazy to let you him be to, with her? Her alone. You need to go on location. Yeah. Probably her friend Reese, who's friends with Laura Dern. And of course, uh, you know, they filmed the movie Sparks Flew. Aniston filed for divorce and, you know. Um, they went on their last hurrah with Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Yeah. And she wore that shirt that said what? WTF or something like that. No, something, something like that. But anyway, yeah, so lots of uh, these showmances are uh, real uh, anyway. But um, that's that's where originally Angelina got the, uh, that she'll break up your oh, marriage, yeah. the Billy Bob Thornton, because... Uh, Laura thought she was engaged and he ran off and got married to his co-star. Can you just imagine that coming home and like, oh, that is lust that cannot be contained. That cannot be contained. Anyway. All right. So that's uh, that's our vintage scandal. Just the affairs that happened in Hollywood and in real life. We'll be right back. So earlier in the program, as my dad would say, we were talking about Lenny Kravitz and his toothpaste called Twice. That is now, that is the dawn of oral wellness. It is so revolutionary. <laughs> and I thought it was oral as a music and it was a I new know. album. No. And tweeting him, <laughs> Lenny, here's me playing my acoustic palm for Auntie at Target. I'm going to buy your album. A thirst trap fail. So he's got a toothpaste out, and a caller called in. Who was it, Grant? Sue. Sue. Sue called in. She went to Target to buy twice the Lenny Kravitz toothpaste that's been out for quite a while, but now available at Target in a biodegradable package, yeah. which is really important these days. And um, she said it's on sale, right? Yeah, four ninety nine. Uh, originally six ninety nine. So if you want to go out and grab some of this, uh, some of the money is it a charitable? Yeah, it yes. goes to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're donating your money. Yeah. You're being bio. But very confusing. Oral, oral. Yeah, I know. Trust you know. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my head goes a whole yeah. other direction when I hear that. But yeah. yeah. 
And it has, it's fluoride free. Um, they've got different. It, it, Interesting that it's fluoride free. Yeah. I know, vegan, gluten free, cruelty free. Okay, huh, isn't all toothpaste vegan? Now that's just getting ridiculous. Infused with aloe, if vitamin they, A, yeah. C, and oh, E. Lord. Oh, Lord, I hate that Tom's toothpaste. Oh, my sister Gina used to, for years, I'm like, that is the grossest crap. But you know what? <laughs> the organics like it. Yeah. yeah, they do. I, know, I, know. I mean, I'm into organic uh, deodorant these days, and I kind of can see how you just start. Really? Yeah. I use the non-aluminum. Um, Same. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And it's done wonders for me. Well, Casey ran out of his body glide for all of his boogie boarding and everything, and I gave him just, my Dove deodorant. It worked just as well as his, his expensive body glide. There you, there go. you go. No kidding, Lori. You know, they sell a lot of stuff for non-rubbing that, that a nice deodorant, deodorant, deodorant. stick yeah. Yeah. works. Mine, mine is a Dove clear, non-aluminum, and it's the best thing I've ever had deodorant-wise in my entire yeah, life. But yeah. anywhere you're chafing, anything that's rubbing, just Ooh. get out your deodorant. You're right. I keep a stick a in my car for the summer. And for don't you. rub too much in one don't, direction. Don't listen to her. <laughs> don't listen to her. So if you are going to the baseball openers or baseball games this weekend, you might be getting some Cracker Jacks. Or Cracker Jills. I heard this. Cracker Jills. This oh. is cool. Frito-Lay, the parent company of Cracker Jacks, has yeah. decided it's time to promote women in sports. Okay, good. Cracker Jill will come to life through five different special edition bags at Major League Ball Parks across the country this summer. They're um, breaking They're the mold. Never. <laughs> I know. They're following M&M's, recently progressive, renamed and redesigned M&M characters. You were gone when that happened. Oh, Lori, that quite, was a day. Quite glad I missed that. That was a day. But um, tonight, if you're a fan of carpool pool karaoke, tonight's the first time it's been back oh, since COVID, who's and on it? uh, it's going to be Nicki Minaj. Oh, yep. So that happens tonight. There's um, this new show. I can't pronounce the word, so I'm not going to tell you about it. Okay. Um, and what else is happening? Uh, I got, I got possibly, I don't know if tonight is my last night of bowling or next week is the last week of bowling. And I missed the whole month of March and I'm wondering how my team did, where we are standing wise, because last I left the team, we had a very good night of bowling. They're going to be great, Lori. Well, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to see every, seeing everybody. And I wore my, my talk shirt tonight for good luck because of my windy eyes that i'm having is that that's what we're calling them they're called bloodshot <laughs> windy windy eyes. Eyes. panama red over there oh <laughs> they look like they just... i really i by tomorrow if they don't feel better i need to go see dr aaron oh yeah mm-hmm. at envision or yeah. is it somewhere i need to have someone look at my eyes because this is like seriously mm-hmm. um 
I look like I've been on a bong or crying. Um, Could be so right. You, you're, so you're giving Bob Costas a run for his Olympics back when oh, he had the old remember? pink eye. <laughs> he had, didn't he have pink eyes? Yeah, I remember that. Pink eye, oh, it was just atrocious looking it at was. him. I've never had the old pink eye. Okay, this is what's going to be... <laughs> I had it. I got it for my kids a couple times. Did I mean, you? that's highly yeah. contagious. It is. You know, mm-hmm. pink eye, good old pink eye. Yeah. You get it. Um, so that's happening. I think I had ringworm once, like oh, when yeah. we lived in the Philippines, I had playing that in the dirt. I had that a lot with wrestling. That was a common thing with wrestlers. Oh, yeah, wrestlers. That's that's what we check. We check kids before you wrestle for certain marks, and ringworm's one of them. Yeah, because Where do you see it? It's just a little on your circle. skin, little circle on your skin. I know, but where would you look? I would literally yeah. like have to take, you do know, after you do check. the weigh-in body, you do your weigh-in in your boxers, and then they'd come over to me, and then I would look their front and then tell them to turn around and tell them, because if we put them out there with those types of things on their bodies and it spreads to the other kids, it can shut down a whole program. I mean, yeah. right. herpes broke out, I think, like four years ago, and it shut down wrestling in the state of Minnesota for like an entire month. Really? It was all over well, the state yeah. high, I mean, high that, school That league. is the most close contact sport there is, isn't uh, there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you do anything for the spread of cauliflower ear? No, no, you can just go get it pumped out. If you catch it quick enough, you can get that stuff st- sucked out before it hardens. And But for some wrestlers, that is a badge of honor. And for me, I they have roughly yeah. Rigid, yeah. rigid ears. I was trying to get girls not trying to have a badge of honor. So, like, it happens from not wearing your headgear a lot in practice. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's Ooh. a look. It's a look. Yeah, it's a it's a look. I love how you say that. It's, well, it's, it's a look. It's a badge of honor, really. If you've got those, if you see anybody that has cauliflower ear, do not throw a punch at them. You will probably lose. That's <gasps> all I'm saying. Yeah, what's the matter? Well, like who would throw a punch at well, someone with I cauliflower mean, ear? I mean, well, just a bar fight. People aren't looking at oh. each other's beer. You know, people get in fights. Yeah, you know? all the time, and and yeah. you don't want to hit a wrestler. That's for sure. But I can't on. believe we haven't tussled. Who we, you and I? You and I I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but I I did. My sister, who's, you know, for three days, oh. we were the same age. We were either friends or we were pounding each other. Oh. And it's course, amazing how you used to kick and pull hair. My sister uh, and I, too. Yeah, my older I, sister, not my little one. My yeah, one. yeah. My, the mean sister, though, who sometimes is nice, but she was really <laughs> little and fast and she could outrun me. But if I got a hold of her, I outweighed her by inches and pounds. Right. Yeah. So I could hold her down and just... You know, do the old spit. Spit. Yeah, the, the spit scare. You know, did Casey oh, they, ever torment you, uh, oh, Julia? Okay. Yeah, of course. He Older was the brother? oldest of five. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say mm, you guys were good practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's true. You can't help it. You have to. You're you're keeping the family in line for your for your parents when you had four or five kids. That's true. I love it, Lori. You're 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 <laughs> parenting keeping the family. You've got a job. You've to got do a job. When your parents are missing. Keeping everyone in line. Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.